Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Conversation of Our Generation, where we solve today's problems with the wisdom of the past. My name's Nick Jamel, I'm the creator of the Conversation of Our Generation and the host here of the podcast, and I'm excited to talk to you today about the book, Villains of the Early Church by uh, Mike Aquiliana. And it is truly a interesting book, an interesting history, and I think whether or not you're Catholic, whether or not you're Christian, it does give you a lot of insight into what was going on in the Roman Empire in regards to Christianity for the first couple hundred years. There's definitely a lot of history packed in. There's a lot of Catholic theology as well in there, but definitely a lot of interesting history and workings there as well. So we're going to get into all of that. But before I do, I want to remind you that you can go to conversationfourgeneration.com to find out more Click around, see what's going on there with videos, uh, other podcasts, and other blog posts and everything there. You can also go to conversationforgeneration.com slash podcast to find where you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, and of course iTunes. Then you can go over to Twitter at conofourgen, C-O-N-O-F-O-U-R-G-E-N, and also on facebook.com slash conversationofourgeneration. Minds and Parlor are both conversations for our generation there. And I love getting more and more followers, more people going back and forth with me on social media. It really helps. And then also, if you're following the podcast and you're listening right now on any podcast player, please just leave a good review there and good rating. That helps me out uh, tremendously. So I'd appreciate it if you could do that for me as well. So, before we hop into the full review of the book, I want to set the stage here about what we're going to talk about with the quote for this episode. And this one's from Albert Camus. He says, Every revolutionary ends up either by becoming an oppressor or a heretic. And I love this quote because I think it's very true of what's going on in our world right now and kind of why I brought this book out as a review this week is with this cancel culture going on and with these mayors giving in to these uprisings across the country and then being turned on by the mob that they're trying to please like in Minneapolis when they brought the mayor up on stage and then boot him off because he wouldn't say that he would defund the police or the mayor of Portland I believe it was this week was going out to be a part of the mob and like hang out with the protesters and despite all that he was mobbed and assaulted basically and yelled at I think at least I didn't see the full video but it seemed like he was at least being threatened big time so it's funny to see and and if you look at history too the French Revolution for example some of the first people who were being guillotined were the heretics among the revolutionaries and so there's right there it's perfectly clear that Part of the revolution is becoming an oppressor and oppressing the heresies within itself first. And I think it's important that that's recognized because the reason that that's done is to create unity within the revolution so that when it comes to power, it has hopefully something unifying about it that can hold and hold power longer. And uh, because every revolution basically becomes 
an oppressor of the other people who, especially the people who are dissenters. And it's what's interesting to me, and the reason I want to talk about this book, is that there's so many heresies and persecutors of the church that are in this book, but not all of them, especially the heretics, you, you know that the persecutors of the church are going to be generally the ones with power, like Nero and others, but the heresies we often think of the Catholic Church burning them at the stake and so on and so forth. And in the Middle Ages, you know, in the once you get to the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th century, there's definitely more power in the church and they're able to squash dissent in different ways. But in the early church, that wasn't the case. And it's interesting to see how really there's times where the heresies grow strong in political power they are the ones who are getting the ear of the Eastern Emperor or something like that. Or a local, you know, the different governors and judges in Rome's provinces. And, and so you see how they sort of infiltrate the systems of power and sort of play to the Roman pagan religion a little bit more. And in doing so, are able to, sometimes the heretics are able to turn the power of force onto the Christians who actually are following the what Jesus laid out for them. And so they suffer for that. And so I think it's just a really good book to see for our time how, <clears throat> how truth and I, I guess when people rise up to establish challenged truth and challenge truths that have been established, this book shows how to dissect why something is wrong or dissect the ideas and explain what the truth is and why the truth holds against the assertions being made against it. And I think that that's something that's important for us is having the ability to have an apologetic answer not as in, I'm sorry, <clears throat> as in, I'm sorry, but as in, this is why I believe what I believe, and I'm going to stand by it, and here's why your argument and your attack doesn't hold, and I'm going to stand by that, right? And we need people who really do stand for truth, who know what the truth is, and hold their ground, and what I think is inspirational here is that despite persecution, despite all the problems that were facing the early church, they did that, they held their ground, and so... Like I said, this is a great way to look at how the church addressed issues as they arose and whether that's a persecutor, whether that's a heretic, but just the first couple centuries were filled with strife. And so if you want to learn more about that period for the early Christians, I think this is a great book for you. I think Mike Aquilana makes it very accessible. I mean, I am not steeped in church history very well as a Catholic. I should be better. I think I'm decent but I was definitely learning a lot here in this uh, book. So I definitely think it'd be good for, I think anyone would have something to learn from it. And it's just at a popular accessible level. And so, like I said, with the way world the way it is with cancel, cancel culture stomping out ideas against leftist or orthodoxy, I think it's important to realize the complex relationships that heretics had and the powers that shifted back and forth because 
like so often we're told they're a victim but they have been the persecutor many times throughout history and I think it's important for us to recognize that and most importantly I think it's important for us to see why we need to know and learn the truth and be ready to mount a defense of the truth because there's so many ways that it can be assaulted and you'll see in this book there's just so many ways that you can go wrong with Christian teaching in particular here and you wouldn't think that there's so many little deep minute details that have such huge implications for the rest of the faith and as we look at this kind of spreading of liberalism and it getting to its logical conclusion I think that there's definitely a case to be made that many of the pushes that we've seen, the transgender push, the gay marriage push, and some of these things that are just about tolerance and equality have even feminism, <laughs> which we'll be talking more about here on the podcast soon because I'll be interviewing uh, Freed from Feminism here in a little bit. But the pushes that they make are have broader implications than just, oh, we just want to make sure that two gay guys who want to live together can and have been shunned from their family can both you know kind of act as the person's spouse legally to make sure that they can handle their will and all of that stuff because neither of them have contact with the closest living like blood relative okay you know that's whatever that's fine but when they start pushing it into the marriage then that undermines so much of what we know to be true and so much of what our society has been built on that it has wide-ranging implications and I think that that's an important thing to understand because that's what and and that's what this book shows is that a lie or a misstep when you're trying to seek the truth can have really really broad implications on where you end up <laughs> it's like if you kind of chart your course a little bit off and when you're going to the moon and you're off by fraction of a degree, you might miss the moon and just be stranded in space. And that's what I think a lot happens here. So definitely check out this book, <clears throat> Villains of the Early Church by Mike Aquilana, Aquilana. And if you buy it through my link, that really helps me out. But if you do not want to do that, go to a Catholic bookstore, go to a uh, like Catholic Answers, I believe sells it somewhere like that. Ignatius Press might, I'm not sure which one it is. And buy it through them because definitely, if you're gonna buy it through Amazon, buy it through me. But if you're not gonna, if you're gonna buy it, not through me, buy it through a Catholic source to help them out. So, thank you for listening to this episode of the Conversation of Our Generation. Please find me on conversationofourgeneration.com or go to the backslash podcast there in order to see where you can subscribe. If you do leave that rating and review, that really helps. Go to Twitter at conofourgen and hit follow. I have been getting a lot more engagement, lots more good conversation happening there. I do post to facebook.com slash conversation for our generation. Definitely not as much because Facebook holds your likes, the people who like your page hostage. So there is that. But I will continue to post there and add more stuff. And so thank you again for listening to this episode of the Conversation for Our Generation. Let's get the dialogue going. I'll talk to you next week.